Hey guys, it's Tanner. I just wanted to give a quick little warning before you listen to this video. It does contain some sensitive content. If you feel like that you will get upset by listening to this video, please. I have two other videos posted. Please listen to those. All my videos will not be this dark, but I feel like it's important to give domestic victims a voice and tell their story. Please, if you are affected by domestic violence, call 1-800-799-7233 to chat with an advocate on the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Thank you, and again, trigger warning, please do not listen to this video if you feel like you will get upset. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Amateur Analysts. I'm your host, Tanner Edmond, and today I'm joined by Luke Clark. Hello. So, Luke, tell me a little bit about yourself before we start. Well, uh, I was born and raised here in Winfield, Alabama. I'm a Bama boy. And um, I'm an aspiring artist. I make some pretty goofy-looking artwork, but it's fun. And I currently go to college at the University of Montevallo, which is in the middle of Alabama. Uh, you forgot You forgot to mention that you're certified. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm a certified badass. I have... Uh, yeah. official license. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of a big deal here in Winfield. Yeah, I mean, small town. it's pretty big deal that I'm on this podcast. I got so many other things that I could be doing right now. I just can't believe you blew off Oprah to join me here today. Yeah, I told, I, I, listen, I told Oprah, I'm sorry, babe, but I got this new podcast that I got to be on. It's going to be really famous, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, just by you being on this, I'm getting... About a hundred billion listeners, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, today I might sound a little goofy because today I went to the dentist for what I thought was just going to be like a average cleaning, uh, and I had to get a cap on a root canal I got done from when I got popped in the face one time, and uh, so he started numbing me up and he numbed up the wrong tooth, and I started freaking out. So now I'm double numbed up, can't really move my lips. But anyway, by suggestion today we're doing we're covering Josef Ritzel. Uh, Luke suggested this story, and it, it's a dark one. It's very dark. So I like them dark, <laughs> like your coffee, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll just hop right back into it. Just, just a reminder, guys. This story is super dark, and it will make you whatever hope you have in humanity. It'll make you want to throw that out of the window and set it on fire. So uh, it begins. Okay, so on April twenty sixth, two thousand eight. Elizabeth Fritzel felt the sun on her face for the first time in 24 years. She emerged from being missing after her 19-year-old daughter, Kirsten, was brought to a hospital unconscious and in critical condition. After the police questioned her, they found the truth about the man named Josef Fritzel. So let's jump back to the beginning of the story. It starts with the birth of Josef Fritzel. I'm just going to call him Joseph because I can't do that all day. So Joseph Fritzel. He was born on April 9th, 1935, in Amsterdam, and his mother, her name was Maria Fritzel, and uh, she, I mean, she loved Nazis, let's just put it that way, she wasn't great, she was a, she, she was 
a horrible mother, but not as horrible as Joseph will grow up to be. To begin, she only had him to prove to the world that she was not infertile after a husband left her because she couldn't produce kids. So she saw him as a burden and was forced to look after him and would frequently beat him. Uh, Later in an interview with Joseph, he explains that he would be beaten until he was in a pool of his own blood and his mother would call him Satan. She just left him humiliated on a regular occasion, which I'm thinking that she might have saw something in him. Calling him Satan because it's a very it's a very accurate nickname. So pretty much, it's safe to say that her her womb was cursed. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but Joseph still loved his mother. He idolized her. Uh, many believe that his mother would actually sexually molest him, but Joseph denied these claims later in life. But he did say that he had many sexual fantasies about his mother. <laughs> as a young boy though he was very normal the only thing his classmates said about him was that they remembered he was a loner with a weird haircut that his uh, mother gave him to save money but after high school he went to a one-year electrical engineering school and he built up his name and became a brilliant engineer actually uh, during <laughs> i don't know why i have this in my notes but <laughs> is that during this time he would ride his bike around and watch girls through the window and uh I put an eight equals 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 and then a capital D. So, if you don't know what that <laughs> spell, if you don't know what that is, he he would he would pleasure himself while watching these girls through their windows. So great guy, great guy, right I mean, out of the gate. Right, I mean, yeah. So in uh, 1956, at the age of 21, Joseph married his 17 year old wife named Rosemary. Rosemary was very poorly educated and was extremely obedient to Joseph, making him, making her the perfect mate for Joseph because he loved control, probably from his old, his Nazi fantasies he had with his mother. Mm. But in uh, 1959, Joseph was arrested for exposing himself to a woman. The thing about this was the police were already acquainted with Joseph because he had previous run-ins with the law, and one of which was attempted rape. In Austria, after 15 years, no matter what your crime was, it was erased from your record permanently. Wow. So, so they don't even know all the crimes that he got, he was charged with as a boy. They only know about this one. But despite him being arrested for exposing himself, Rosemary stayed with Joseph. Their fourth child, two more kids, and then they had another kid named Elizabeth Fritzel, who you heard about in the beginning. She was born in 1966. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to jump into it, but like it's very weird. He... From very early on, as a baby, he was commenting on how attractive Elizabeth was, which is oh my god. You say yeah, like I, I mean, Meg, my sister has a baby, and she talks about how cute he is, and so does her husband. But you don't, you don't say mm, she's attractive. You don't say that baby has nice features. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, that's just that's odd. I mean, there there ha- he has to be have something in his head that the rest of us don't. Yeah. Uh, he continued doing his thing in the bushes while having six kids and a wife at home and it escalated on September 4th he attempted to drag a young girl into the bushes with him while he was doing his thing but he failed when she got away and allegedly I say allegedly because it wasn't reported until after his arrest four weeks after that girl escaped allegedly he found another target and wasn't as lucky as a first girl, almost raped by Joseph. Four weeks after that alleged rape, which we can probably all agree was true, 
th- this one's confirmed. <laughs> he he climbed through a window a little past 12 a.m., grabbed a knife, held it up to a newly married 24-year-old woman while her husband was away at work and raped her forcibly. God. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It's extra creepy because you know he knew that the husband wouldn't be home because he had been watching them for weeks through the window. And he detailed, Joseph was a very smart man. He's a very stupid man, but he's also very, he planned out everything. And he planned out this rate for many, many weeks. That's how he knew. He's the worst kind of smart. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst kind of smart. Uh, he was arrested three weeks later for the rape of that 24-year-old and was fired from his job and sentenced to 18 months in prison. 18 months? 18 months in prison. For at, rape? For rape. For, for rape with a knife. Uh, in 1969, Joseph left prison and went about his life like nothing ever happened. And this sick man was hired almost immediately after he got out of prison in the same town where he was arrested. What is... Like, what is and, wrong with people? And like, it's a lot like our hometown. When something happens, everybody knows within a couple hours. It was noticeable for everybody in the town because it was highly publicized. His arrest was because I mean it was it was crazy because it was a small town, but still hired almost immediately. And what was crazy about it, the man who hired him went against his wife's wishes. Imagine, imagine you're married and your wife tells you not to hire a rapist, and you say, <laughs> "No, I'm gonna give no, it it's up. for the good of the company. It's for the good of oh. the company." In 1971, Rosemary gives birth to her fifth and sixth child. She has seven kids now, married to a rapist. In 1973, Joseph buys a huge property that has 40 bedrooms that he would later rent out to various tenants. It was around this time. This is. Uh, it was around this time that Joseph would frequent Thailand, and Thailand at this time was the hot center for prostitutes. He began having sex with prostitutes reg- regularly. It still is, really. Yeah, yeah but he wouldn't... The thing about... It, later in his life, he would end up going to Thailand with a bunch of his co-workers. And one of his co-workers even said that he remembers seeing Joseph walk hand-in-hand hand with a 11-year-old boy. Like, holding hands mm. on the beach. Like, he would target young kids. Uh, but apparently his trips to Thailand wasn't enough for this monster. So by the age of 11, Elizabeth had been molested dozens of times by her own father oh god okay <laughs> uh elizabeth's mother once took an extended vacation around 1979 to italy and it ended up being a yearly thing that she would do that comes in later so I remember that but this is one of the first times she did it she left her children with a convicted rapist and i'm not comfortable enough to go into detail about what was reported that he did to poor Elizabeth, but I gotta say, Elizabeth is a stellar human for coming out of this like she did, and Rosemary is a piece of garbage for leaving her kids. Yeah. She was regularly regularly beaten, but in Austria, child abuse was 100% legal. God. <laughs> yeah. Woo. 100% yeah, legal. In uh, 1978, Joseph began... Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say, but this... It, he's a monster. He, in 1978, he began construction on an underground bunker under their family home to put his then 12-year-old daughter into so he can have his own sex dungeon and sex slave 
which is his own daughter, Elizabeth. That's so messed up. It took him four years to build this, and guess, guess, guess how it got funded? How? He told the government he was building a nuclear fallout shelter, so the government paid for it. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. They would send inspectors regularly, but he built. There was four doors behind bookcases that he built. They were so well hidden. They must not have been very good inspectors. I mean, they, they sh- everybody knows inspectors has to check for secret bookshelf passages. Yeah, that should be number one on the list, or at least number two. <laughs> yeah. Years go by, and in 1981, Elizabeth decided that she wanted to become a makeup artist. But Joseph did not want her to wear makeup and did not want her to move away. He wouldn't allow it. And he forced her to attend a trade school so she could work for him at his hotel convenient for him not for her though yeah he later admitted that he sent her to the school because he wanted her to be able to make good meals that she could cook for him while she was going to be imprisoned he's a disgusting human being oh god okay listen to this in 1983 she was 16 at this time so 1983 16 year old elizabeth broke down in tears and finally confided in a co-worker and tells her that she's been being raped for years and beaten. Her co-worker proceeds to take crying Elizabeth, put her in a car, take her to her house, and force her out of the car. Some some friend. Friend in quotations. For, yeah, in quotations. <laughs> Elizabeth decided to... Okay, among uh, domestic abuse victims... There's a point where the victims think that they can't leave. They think that this is their life from now on. Elizabeth still, I'm sure far beyond this point, decided that she needed to try to escape her father. And she ended up escaping him. She did. She succeeded. And she got an apartment and in hours away. But the police found her because she was still a minor. The police found her, took her to a police station, called Joseph, and Joseph came, drove all them hours, go pick her up, got in the car, and raped her. So she was right back to square one. She was right back to square one. But, like I said, she was still a minor. But in 18 months, she would have been legally allowed to live on her own. So she decided to endure his torture for this 18 months. During this 18 months, though, she was described as an alcoholic by her friends. She would drink all the time. She was a party animal. And they said that she was very, very friendly with the boys. But she was in, exposed to sex. And this this type of world meant for adults at the age of 11. So you can't really blame her. If I was, I mean, if I was in her situation, I, I don't blame her for drinking excessively. Yeah, like, I, I don't blame her. I actually put that in my notes. I said, can't blame her at all. She was living through... A hell. I just can't and it, imagine. And it only gets worse. The fear of every day. You never know what your so-called father, guardian, who's supposed to protect you is going to do to you. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's disgusting. But she, I mean, she was going to endure it, and she made plans to live with her older sister. I mean, her older sibling. Listen, J- Joseph's kids, it was never reported that he raped anybody besides Elizabeth. So, I don't know why he targeted his middle child, Elizabeth, but his older kids knew what a piece of garbage he was. They, they didn't know about the sexual abuse towards Elizabeth, but they knew he was a piece of garbage by the exposure, and he beat he beat his family all the time. 
So some I just of it, don't understand how like his other kids couldn't see what was going on between him and Elizabeth. I, I, it makes me think that they just wanted to ignore it. They had to. I mean, if they're all living in that same house, you can't hide it from all those kids forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just always look out. There, I mean, just this was a long time. Well, not even a long time ago. He Joseph's still alive today, but it there's probably dozens of thousands of uh, Josephs out there in the world, and you might you might be living right beside they one. They just haven't been found yet. Yeah, just don't don't be careful. Uh, but she, so she was gonna live with her sister when she turned nineteen. She her sister already escaped that family and just left. Uh, after she got after she finished school, she actually fell in love and got offered a job. Joseph didn't want her to. He was jealous. He was jealous of his daughter's boyfriend because they were in love and his daughter didn't love him, mm. which is not like a fatherly love, like an ooey gooey. I love. Ugh. But, uh, so he decided to go pick her up and force her to come back to his house. Things happen. Her boyfriend ended up writing some love letters to Elizabeth, talking about their future together. I'm but she never got the She letters. never got the letters. You know, yep. Joseph read them first and became enraged and destroyed them out of jealousy. And then this is when it gets even, if you think it could, Get get worse. Just wait a couple minutes. He had been building this dungeon for six years. Six years after he began construction on this dungeon, he decided to put the plan in motion. On August 28th, Joseph asked his daughter to help him move a heavy metal door in the cellar. When she got to the basement, Joseph used an ether-soaked rag to render her unconscious. Then he dragged unconscious Elizabeth into a dungeon that was only five feet high and raped her repeatedly. While she was unconscious? While she was unconscious, yes. Then he removed all the lights and locked the door behind him. So she's sitting in pitch black in a room that is 15 by 15 feet. With She, she later said that the only thing she could do was use the toilet. And the toilet was a bucket in the yeah. corner of the room. She had a leash wrapped around her where she couldn't move. It, she It's 15 by 15 feet, but she couldn't even move that full 15 by 15 feet. She could not stand up. It, it was this would be the last this day would be the last time she saw sunlight in 24 years she was days away from becoming a legal adult and being able to move away from her father but now she's trapped behind a huge metal door four four metal doors four yeah. metal doors uh he forbid everyone from entering the cellar telling them that it was a private office full of secret documents. Ima- okay, imagine you are a tenant and your landlord comes to your door and says, hey, uh, don't go to the cellar. The first thing I'm doing is going to the freaking cellar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the first thing. I, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to the cellar. But everyone said they were scared of him, so they didn't try. Uh, he would visit this dungeon every day at 9 a.m. So it looked like he was going down there to do some work. Elizabeth tried to fight Joseph numerous times, but she was weak from oxygen deprivation, and Joseph was a big dude. I have a, I have a picture I'll show him. I imagine she didn't get fed much. Yeah, like she, yeah, it's, it says later on that she was fed scraps, mm. like nothing but scraps, and it would, mm, he was disgusting. He was, but the oxygen deprivation came from 
the four doors. He, I mean, he was an engineer. He knew what he was doing. They were sealed tight, so the only oxygen she would get is every time her father would open the door, and that's the oxygen she would have to live off of until he came next. Several times a day, she would be raped by her father, who would tell her if she resisted, he would starve her to death. He would tell her that the doors were booby-trapped, and if she tinkered with it, deadly gas would fill the dungeon, killing her, which was not true. It wasn't true. But she was she was scared, so she wouldn't try. Which, either way, she, she, I mean, she wouldn't be able to get out yeah, I through mean, all those doors. After nine months in that dungeon, she completely gave up. One day, Joseph brought... This is how mabolical he is. He planned out everything. He brought Elizabeth a pen and paper and forced her to write a letter to her mother saying that she had left town and is now part of a religious cult, so it wouldn't look suspicious that she hadn't been seen in so long. He then drove hours away from his house to mail this letter to himself. The police never questioned this letter. I mean, they, she was a legal adult now, so they didn't have a reason to, and it was her handwriting. Crazy. Yeah. So now, it's like there's no hope for her. Yeah, I, Joseph nobody's going to be looking for yeah, nobody, and especially because Joseph seemed like the number one person that was concerned. He would go to the police station every day, and he would pretend to be pissed because they weren't doing enough to find her. When he, again, she was under his feet. That's he spent. So crazy. He, he was on the television all the time, talking, begging his daughter to quotations return home when she was floors below him at all times. It's it's horrible. After she turned nineteen, the official search for her was called off. And Joseph took off her leash for a birthday present. So took off the leash that was keeping her from walking around more than, not even the full length of her 15 by 15. 15 by 15 feet is not a big space. And five five feet tall, think about never standing up or always having me crouch as a birthday present. not seeing sunlight. Yeah, I mean, everything about it, everything about this, this is torture. I wouldn't, I, I, Elizabeth is the toughest human being that I can ever think of because if I was in this situation, I would do everything I could to end my life. I would go completely insane. Yeah, I mean. But for her birthday present, took off her leash, thought he was being nice. And he started, after this, he started bringing her appliances so she could feed herself so he didn't have to visit all the time. He brought her like fridges and burners and utensils. And he began beating her less as her hope faded away and as her hope faded away, he brought her clothes and blankets to make her more comfortable. But at the same time, he began trying to impregnate his own daughter. God. In September 1996, Elizabeth became pregnant with her father's baby, but miscarried at 10 weeks. At this time, she became insanely depressed and contemplated suicide. She would sob in complete darkness while her father showed no emotion. That's so messed up. He like, is... I, I still don't understand how humans can have... I wouldn't even call him a human. There's not a punishment more fitting for Joseph Fritzer than hell itself. There's no... Just no regard for human life. In 1988, she became pregnant again. And when she started showing, he quits raping her. Not Not for the baby, not for her, but because he said he wasn't attracted to pregnant women. On August 30th, 1988, Elizabeth delivers her baby completely alone and names her Kirsten. This sick asshole then tells Elizabeth that she is his new wife and this is just beginning of their new family. On February 1st, 1990, she gives birth to her second child by her father and names him Stefan. 
Elizabeth, despite her situation, educates her children and teaches them manners. All in this dungeon. And she never once lets them think that what they're living in is not normal. Because she doesn't want them. She wants them to be as happy as they can. In 1992, she gives birth to a third child named Lisa. After a few months, Joseph tells Elizabeth that Lisa is going to live with his, quotations, upstairs family. And makes Elizabeth write another letter saying her cult will only allow her two kids, so they need to take care of Lisa. Joseph only does this because he learns you can make a lot of money from the government from adopting children. Mm. Like 200 bucks a week, I think. Elizabeth gives birth to another baby named Monica, and he does a very similar thing. He drops the baby off on his front door, then drops to a telephone booth, and disguises his voice as Elizabeth and calls Rosemary to tell her that there's another baby on her porch. They need to take care of it. This really makes me think Rosemary had something to do with it. How are you... First of all, how are you going to not recognize your husband's voice? Second of all, how are you going to think that you're... That, how are you not going to recognize your daughter's voice? It's sick. She, both of these parents are sick. She definitely... She had to have known. It had something to do with it. She had to turn a blind eye or something like that. Either that or she's the most ignorant person ever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, after she take after Joseph takes Monica to live with his upstairs family, Elizabeth begs Joseph to expand her dungeon and he agrees. But he's not gonna do it. He tells Elizabeth if they want to expand it, they have to do it. So Elizabeth and her two kids that stayed down in the dungeon with her took 10 years to expand the dungeon to have rooms to cook, sleep, and wash themselves with. He never gave them a tool. They did this with their bare hands. They even had a room that Joseph brought down rubber, and Elizabeth wanted this room so she could be raped without her children having to watch. So, the, I mean, everybody in the dungeon was extremely sick due to improper diet and oxygen deficiency. All their food would come from a can. They never had any fresh piece of fruit or anything. After 10 years in the dungeon, Joseph finally gives Elizabeth and her children vitamin D tablets and an ultraviolet lamp. After 10 years, Joseph gets his daughter pregnant yet again, and Elizabeth then gives birth to male twins named Alex and Michael, on April 29th, 1996. Shortly after their birth, Michael becomes very sick, and Elizabeth pleads with her father father, to take him to the hospital, but he refuses. Michael dies three days later. Elizabeth is insanely distraught by this, but to cheer Elizabeth up again, uh, Joseph brings her a TV, a kitchen table, utensils, and a fish bowl with a single goldfish in it. And this part broke my heart. Stefan would spend hours staring at the fish bowl, thinking about how it was trapped like he was. On August 3rd, Joseph makes Elizabeth write another note and brings Alexander, the newly born, the twin that survived, brings Alexander to the surface. The kids on the surface, the Elizabeth kids that were with the upstairs family were treated amazingly. They weren't being raped, they weren't being beat, and they had no idea what was going on below their feet. They're rounding it. Okay. 
Elizabeth looked incredibly sickly, and not a day went by she wasn't in pain, but for her kids' sake, she never complained and acted like their life was normal. She is a saint. That's so crazy. Like, that's so sad for all those kids. Elizabeth, they had to live yeah. up, grow up in a concrete room. And it, I, I just have so much respect for Elizabeth, what she did. You'll learn later more about how great of a mother Elizabeth is. She became pregnant for the last time, and Joseph stopped raping her, but for rare occasions, and instead started grooming 13-year-old Kirsten to take her mother's mantle as his sex slave. Oh my God. 13-year-old Kirsten. On December 16, 2002, Elizabeth gives birth to Felix. Joseph shortly told Elizabeth after his birth that he was to remain underground because they couldn't handle another child upstairs. And not to mention the last kids, the last three kids that he brought up to the surface. In 2007, Joseph became too old to properly supply for his downstairs family needs. He no longer was attracted to 41 year old to his 41 year old daughter Elizabeth, and he wasn't attracted to the 18 year old Kirsten because she was too sickly to rape. He later said he considered starving everyone in the cellar, but was too scared the smell would cause him to get caught. Sick man. Joseph then decided to bring Elizabeth's family upstairs by using a cult explanation that you heard about from earlier. His explanation was the kids were so sickly because the cult practically starved them and practically did the same thing he did to them. So the cult was to be blamed on everything. Joseph makes Elizabeth write a note to himself saying that she will return it in about six months. This plan never fell through because... Kirsten began having mental breakdowns caused by lack of oxygen. She begins ripping out her hair and blocking the toilet with her clothes. On Elizabeth's 42nd birthday, Joseph, the sick man, comes down to wish Elizabeth a happy birthday, and she pleads with him to take Kirsten to the doctor. Joseph finally agrees, but said he's going to wait till Rosemary is gone on her annual vacation. On April 19th, Elizabeth leaves the cellar to help her father move her daughter to the doorstep. So while Elizabeth, Stefan, and Monica are down in the cellar, Joseph calls 911 and saying he found a sick woman on his doorstep. He then tells the doctor that Elizabeth has given him a note and that the sick woman is his granddaughter. Kirsten's condition deteriorates very fast and the doctor says if they don't gain more information of her medical history, she will die. But she doesn't have any medical history. She, yeah, exactly. She's she, living like, in the basement. And whatever Elizabeth, the only medicine that Joseph would ever give them was aspirin. But Elizabeth would do whatever it took to take care of her kids. So whatever history she did have, Joseph didn't care. He didn't know. The media starts broadcasting pictures of 16-year-old Elizabeth on TV begging her to come forward to save her child. Elizabeth sees this on the TV and then begs Joseph to take her to the hospital to save her daughter's life. He agrees on the occasion that Elizabeth will pretend that the cult story is real. If she told the truth, he would kill her kids. On April 26th, Stefan and Felix see the outside world for the first time. Elizabeth has been in the dungeon for 8,516 days. Elizabeth goes to the hospital and tells the doctor life-saving information. She never reveals to him the torture she has been through. As soon as she leaves, the doctor calls the police. Finally. Police pick up Elizabeth and Joseph and think that they need to worry more about Elizabeth because they believe, I mean, they think about what the police see. They think Elizabeth is a horrible mother that dropped her kids off with her father and mother because she didn't want to take care of them. 
when in reality she's one of the strongest mothers oh yeah ever she was questioned for two hours after being promised that she would never have to see her father again investigators finally hear the story you just heard joseph refuses to discuss the matter saying that he is sorry and wants to be left in peace he wants to be left in peace. He wants to be le- he's sorry and wants to be left in peace. Yeah. Oh, you're you're welcome. You're forgiven. Yeah, good job. Oh man, Joseph. Thank you. Well as long as you're sorry. As long yeah, as long fun. as you're sorry. I mean Gators asked Joseph what would happen if he would have died near one of his trips to Thailand that he took all the time. And he said he put a timed release on the door to automatically open after a set amount of time. It probably won't surprise you that he did not do that. Yeah. He told the investigator he actually should not be sorry because he took care of Elizabeth and saved her from drugs. So he showed no remorse. He saved her. Yeah. He saved her. Good job. Oh my God. Police officer that went to pick up Stefan and Felix after hearing the story said the boys were extremely well-mannered and polite. This is that teaching I told you. This is the first people that they've ever seen that's not part of their family. And they're well-mannered and polite. I wanted to cry because... When five-year-old Felix saw the moon for the first time, the officer said he squealed with delight and then asked the officers if the moon was God and if they were in heaven. They said that the car ride back to the hospital was full of excitement and they were terrified. I mean, think about it. They've only seen a car on the TV. Like, you wouldn't even know what a car is. Yeah, they, they had no idea how you traffic worked. understand worked. it. Yeah, I mean, they were terrified. They, they thought every car that was coming was going to hit them. They had no idea about traffic or... I mean, this is the first time seeing the outside world. Think about how scary it would be. The family was taken to the hospital and all treated. Their eyes were tuned to only see in the dark. Think about how big their people were. The, some of the, the kids have never seen sun on their skin at all. They were extremely pale. It was at this time the children from upstairs and the downstairs finally met. Joseph Fritzel was later sentenced to life in jail on March 19, 2009. His cellmate, well, his cellmate was charged for murder, and I think the cellmate's a better person than he is because after Joseph told his cellmate what he did, the cellmate told him that he was going to kill him that night. But did he? He got moved to solitary confinement. Oh my gosh! I wish he did. No, I, I think I death I, death is too good for yeah, Joseph. That's what I was going to say. I he I wish he would be locked in a basement smaller than the one they were in. Yes. I wish he was locked in a coffin that he could not move. Kirsten made a full recovery from her life-threatening illness, and Elizabeth's whole family have never been photographed and changed her name and location and is trying to live as normal of a life as they can. And so Elizabeth is, is still alive. They're today. they're all as far as we know. We're not sure. We, well, we don't. I mean, she, she hid her identity. She would be in her mid fifties right now. So I mean, we're we. They, the only picture that we have of this whole family is Elizabeth when she was 16. So we mm. don't know what they look like now. There was even a million dollar prize for a picture of them. But the Austrian government, they're, start, they're, starting, to, they're starting to redeem themselves. They kept them extremely hidden. And you might be thinking, I mean, they can't get jobs. They, they don't know how to function. Arnold Schwarzenegger. How do you say Schwarzenegger. It? Schwarzenegger. Yes, whatever. Arnold, I love you. <laughs> he has made sure the family will never want for any materialistic thing. He is paid he's giving them a steady supply of money and they will they will be able to live their life that they haven't got to live yet. What a legend. Uh, a recent update 
on this story is the children enjoy love the children are love to be outdoors i mean why you would if you were yeah if you've never seen outdoors i would understand loving to be outdoors i would never want to be inside again, yeah honestly they play video games spend time with their mother and now grandmother yeah rosemary came back oh my gosh <laughs> despite their strained uh relationship elizabeth and her mother rosemary started visiting each other more, and Elizabeth had reportedly forgiven her mother for believing her father's story. Which, I mean, I understand to an extent, because I'm sure Rosemary was just as scared of Joseph as Elizabeth was. I'm I'm so glad that Elizabeth has a good heart and good morals from where she was. She could have easily, these kids could have easily grown up not being happy, and they are happy now. I truly think they're happy now. I mean, of course, this whole family is extremely traumatized, but they're getting the help they need. They're talking to therapists. And those kids are more well-behaved than half of our generation yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Is, she she did an excellent job raising her kids under the circumstances. So, Luke, that concludes our story. And just, what, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, if I... I want to see Mr. Mr. Fritzel in real life and give him just a taste of what he did to uh, his family. All right, I'm pulling up a picture of Joseph Fritzer, Joseph Fritzer, right now. And tell me that... Explain to me what you think he looks like. Because I bet you $100 you can guess it. Imagine... Just let me... Just imagine he's the devil. I see, like... A wrinkled man. He's got a weird stare. And his hair's a mess. That's crazy how accurate. This is a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be posting of this picture. Of course he has a yeah. mustache. I'll be posting this picture on my Instagram the day this podcast comes out. Make sure you go follow my Instagram at the amateur analyst. My Twitter is at a amateur analyst. Uh, anything else, Luke? Um... Thank you for having me on here. Yes, sir. It's fun. This is a really interesting story. I mean, it's really sad, but I really like thinking about human psychology and how how someone we call human can do these things to their own kids. And it's almost like they make themselves believe that what they're doing isn't wrong. Uh, th- yeah. He, I didn't even mention that. He later says that he doesn't think he did anything wrong. He was born to be a rapist in his own words. He's a sick human being. If anybody is subjected to anything similar to this, please get help. There's ever if one person will help, another person will. Find some better friends than Elizabeth's friend that brought her back home after telling them that she was raped and beat by her father. It's it, there are good yeah. people in the world, but there's also terrible people. If you grow up and be a parent like Joseph. I hope you die a horrible death. If you grow up and be a parent like Rosemary, grow up. I hope you get uh, some better sense about you. Yeah, grow some balls. Yeah, grow some balls. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are like Elizabeth, keep doing God's work. You you need to be. You are. You're a saint. Yes. I I say let's start a petition to get the Catholic Church to officially recognize Elizabeth as a saint. (laughs) for having me no thank you luke for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it you made this an awesome experience and you made this darkest story enjoyable to read and to tell people about 
guys, make sure you please follow my Spotify and iTunes account. I'm now on Google Podcasts as well. And make sure you tune in next Monday for another story.